and welcome to another episode of Box Seats, episode 85, roughly. Um, Sid, are you aware that we are currently tied for the highest rated podcast in all of podcast history? Is that six out of five stars? Mm, I don't know if we have enough white privilege to get an extra star for no reason. I don't Break know. the scale. Yeah. That's fucked up. Um, I did not know that. That's great news. Thanks for sharing that live with me on air. Yeah. It was big um, news. I mean, I don't have, I don't have uh, the data in front of me as far as our views, but that's that's confidential. You don't talk about another, another man's views. But I can say we are perfectly rated. Not a single non-five-star review. No one's told me a bad thing about this pod. I think, I think we no one's your mom also told much, me so. a. No one's told me a good thing either. But mm. until I hear a negative review, I'll I'll keep going at it. Well, so do you, you want me to read you the positive reviews? I have them sure. right now. Well, not not, not not really. We'll, we'll we'll cut this time I'm spending looking this up. Uh, I do know one off the top of my head. <laughs> uh, I need to. <laughs> This is from our good friend Raymundo, straight straight out of the STL, the Lou, as some will. Uh, <laughs> this is uh, an official cards podcast. Yeah, exactly. If you couldn't tell, this, this is the least like baseball bias podcast of all time because I, I literally thought like two weeks ago <laughs> that the White Sox were having a shitty year as they are as they're at the best yeah, team in So I, you I suck. I, 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 I'm disappointing. Okay. Pulling this up. Da, 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 da. <laughs> okay. By the way, would you would you care to guess how many how many ratings we have? I think we have twelve hundred and thirty reviews and an averaging four point eight. I told you we're all we're five stars, bro. We're, we're tied for the best. But you're close on the number. It's four. Um <laughs> There's four reviews. Four four. Four four, no, four, four ratings. <laughs> Two, two reviews. Okay. Okay, so one, <laughs> Raymundo Pachuto, Raw, five stars. <laughs> and this one is from, it's from, <laughs> it's, it, 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 it's, it's kind of like the Spanish, like, uh, ha, 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 but like, there, there's also an H in there. <laughs> it's, it's, ha, 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 mm. <laughs> All low, all low case, I, and the review, and the review title it says, "Awesome," I, followed by the the actual review, <laughs> best podcast on earth. <laughs> I will not disenfranchise our um, reviewers with no, you. I just no, want no, to no, say, no. I, I appreciate. I, yeah, I appreciate it, man. I, hey, if you take the time to review this podcast, one, you have too much free time, <laughs> but two, your 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 rating is appreciated. In full disclosure, I did not rate this. This is not... I think you respect your time a ton that this is the only way you decide to spend an hour and a half of your Friday mornings and whatnot. Exactly. But I'm glad you guys kept it short, though, because, you know, that means means you care enough to to rate, but we won't need any details. We're good. Uh, That's great. I did not... I was not aware of that, and that's really good to know. It makes me feel better about myself. And by the way, we haven't asked for ratings so far at all. We've only asked for, you know, Mm -hmm. download and follow and whatnot, depending on what... uh, Subscribes, Twitter followers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, At at SidTheKid14. Well, that's... That really... I mean, it's hard to remember the troops and be sad on Memorial Day when you 
hear things like that. But I'll find a way. Don't worry about it. Um, speaking of remembering the fallen, Chase, are you happy that your poor piss piss poor Lakers managed to get one win? Uh, yeah. All it took was AD shooting like twenty free throws. Even when I still felt like the Lakers weren't getting any calls. Okay. Um, a Lakers fan thinks that they're not getting <laughs> enough calls. That's cool. I mean, well, what? There's a good way in basketball. It's always trying to get enough calls. But it was weird, though. The, the refs would go from in, in game two. They went from stages of, like, could not help himself but to call everything to, mm-hmm. like, letting it play to an absurd degree where it's just absolute chaos <laughs> for, like, two minutes. And they're like, all right, fine. Yeah, we'll push foul on the arm. Okay. But, yeah, um, honestly, it's... It's been really... I mean, game one, feel-out game. I already wrote that one off in my head. Like, that wasn't like, you know, death and despair. I'm not feeling great about it, but... I mean, they already got lucky with, with the Chris Paul injury. I mean, I think, I think with him not being fully healthy, his shoulder seems pretty bad. So, I, I, I'm i not really... not worried about what kind of impact he's going to make on the series. I'm not worried about Cam Johnson, Mikhail Bridges. Definitely not worried about campaign. You know what I'm talking about. I, mean, I think I mean, you should it? be worried about campaign. I should be worried about how uncomfortable his face makes me feel. Six like man inside. of the year next year. Campaign reminds, future reminds six, me of... Future six man of the year. Oh, by the way, have you seen all those memes like uh, about, about, of Stephen A? Sorry, sorry, Skip as uh, a lizard? No, why? Oh, well, well, well first of all, because they're just greats, but uh, campaign gives me the same feeling, like... His regular just face makes me as uncomfortable as like Skip Bayless flexing on Instagram for absolutely nobody. Well, for Ernestine, but other than that, Ernestine, yes, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, respect, respect, major respect. Shout out, yeah, shout out Ernestine. Definitely not Skip, but shout out Ernestine for sure. Yeah, but uh, yeah, so I'm feeling, I'm feeling good though. Uh, the refs definitely seem like on our side a little bit, and. Uh, mm-hmm. I hate Andre Drummond. I don't know why he plays okay. any minutes. He's the worst. Right. <clears throat> yeah. Couple quick questions for you. Yeah. Number one, did you like the plan? And number two, mm. is DeAndre Ayton your daddy? I'm gonna answer two first, if you don't mind. Um, okay, go ahead. DeAndre Ayton looks like um, he looks like he's your daddy. Who, no, no. Well, uh, a little bit. There's, there's some similarities there between him and my father. But uh, he was like one of those guys. It's like you heard he, it here first. Breaking. <laughs> he looks like. I mean, the man is absolutely built, right? I mean, uh, like, he, he came into the league as a, like a 19 year old who looked like he was as old as like. Yeah, he's David, 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 Rob, David Robinson yeah, in his prime. Old. Like this man yeah. looks fucking tough. And, yeah. and honestly, I've, I've considered him among, like, the worst defenders in the league up until maybe a little bit this year. Like, the latter part of this year. Earlier early in the year, he was just getting cooked every single possession. And uh, he does scare me a little bit now that he has any mode of confidence in ADs playing so passive. But uh, overall, not worried. Without Chris Paul to set him up and do everything for him, I, I'm, not, I'm not worried about Aiden as, like, a major impact this series. I'm not. AD and LeBron are still getting warmed up. I mean, they're both coming back from injuries for, you know, less than two weeks ago. I mean, this this team is still figuring things out on the fly. Essentially, right here in the playoffs. So, I really don't mind. How many games is that Lakers 
Phoenix Sun series going to go? Uh, ooh. I want to say five, but I'll go six. Out of respect. I never say the Lakers are winning five. I'm not one of those people. I think it's going at least six. I'm not sure if it's going to go seven. I, I, I had that take for the series, but the, C, the CP injury makes me rethink a lot of things. Yeah, yeah of course. Which is also if you remove, like... If you remove Chris Paul from this equation, they're essentially the exact same team they had last year. Which was and, a, but a, a, also, a nice I mean, that was that was still a good. T- I mean, they, that team at the latter half of the year, and especially in uh, the bubble, right. played very well. But uh, I mean, I, I, agree. I would saying, argue saying personnel. If you're scouting them out, like they're not doing things majorly different, unless Chris, right, unless Chris right, is right. in the game. Like right. strategy wise, skill wise, like they've all improved. They're a young team with a lot of guys right. that I like. They've all improved this year for sure. But of course, CP3 is a completely different dimension. Like you're playing a completely different style of basketball, and right. it's a much better he, team. He's the only but, guy uh, with the playoff experience outside of if you want to count books like half half of is he? We give him like half a playoff game just for being so good in the bubble. It's like kind of playoff experience, yeah. right? The man, this I, I'm just tired of the CP3 playoff experiences. I mean, I'm not even a huge CP3 guy, but at this point, at this this stage yeah. of his career, it's just sad to see like how many times I've seen Chris Paul go into the playoffs with a legitimate chance. The thing is, the media wants um, to blow it up so bad because you know, like, like, they, like the, the whole CP3 like narrative of being you know, MVP, this and that, how much impact he has. Like, he's getting so much media love this year. And he, and he well, it's because he, he was shat on before. He was shat on for a year or two. I mean, when he was moved from Houston, everyone kind of had given up on CP3. Well, not given up, I mean, but well, did yeah, not I mean, recognize I mean, him yeah. as a superstar changing a team caliber player. Mm-hmm. And then he did that. He's done that twice since then. Right. Well, I mean, I mean, I, I I agree. I think he needs to kind of be the leader of the team. I mean, I think I think the the power dynamic in Houston was weird, very very weird actually. Uh, and same and same thing goes for in um, LA as well. So, I mean, all the lack of success there. I mean, there's a little bit of an excuse, the injuries, this and that, but. Yeah, I mean, we, I just thought, you know, no one knew. I think the uncertainty is what gave us, like, I don't know, like, he, he could potentially just end up playing on a nothing team, you know, tank, just make $40 million until his contract's up and then be done. But, hey, man, prop, props to Chris Paul for, for rejuvenating himself a little bit, at least in Lopez's eyes. I mean, there is no there is no doubts. Any scenario, he's still going to give you 15 and 8, no matter what. And, I mean, from a leadership and... <clears throat> Um, leadership on and off the court too. Mm-hmm. It's extremely impactful. I think I think he's, he's just he's perfect on this Phoenix team. And it's disappointing to see him get hurt again. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's, it's um, are, are formidable for sure. It's just it's, it sucks when, you know, cuz it's happened a lot last year. We got robbed of so many teams that could have had like a legitimate playoff run, like playoff run cuz of injury and what have you? And this this year, I don't want to have the same thing happen again. You know, like we already lost Denver because of Jamal Murray, and last thing I want to do is lose another team in the West. I feel like if Donovan Mitchell was just, yeah. out, was just out for the Jazz, it's like all right, cool. Yeah, like, that was, was that was, was our thoughts dumb. on these teams just are totally different now. We can talk about the Donovan Mitchell thing, but real quick uh, thoughts on the plan. Um, this one I cannot. I'm probably talking through it right, right, right now with you. I have not been able to form a concrete opinion if I like it or not. I think the excitement of the Lakers Warriors game makes it almost impossible to fully hate the to idea. Not like it, yeah. yeah. But that is that was a, a, an absolutely like 
in normal year, we're not getting anything close to that tier of matchup. I mean, you know, uh, that that's Warriors equivalent, yes, but you know, Lakers is a whole is a whole different story. Um, so, I would say I mean, I tell me don't why like it. I want I want to go I want to go seven versus ten, eight versus nine. Why not? Oh, okay. So you do believe in the? I do play. believe in it. I do believe in it. It can existing. And I think it will no matter what. Okay. I think the league. I think the league's plan. I mean, this would be the ultimate money maker slash get rid of tanking in the same, in the same yeah. form. Is if you get you basically say, all right, like, I the way this is the way I think they should do it at least. Is I say, fuck it, like leave the seven and eight in. Like they earn their spots. Like in in throughout history, that's always been secure. Seven and eights. Like don't don't put them in a, a, in a situation where they could potentially. Miss the playoffs, at least one of them. You know, you have to I, win I don't, I don't one like, game. Oh. Figure out a way to win one game. I know, but but still, dude. I mean, don't I mean, be a seven or eight seed. Get up to six. I I think looking at history is also kind of so because like the league's also just going to do what's in its best interest. And the right. fact that you could have ten teams involved and ten different markets interested is much more advantageous. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean um, I'm, I'm seeing. I mean, my whole point is, I'm saying take it to a different level. I think to a whole other level. I want, I want an extremely thinking, expanded one. I want like, I want, uh, let's say, I don't know, like, I say, let's go as far as like the 11th or 12th, or 12th best team. Oh, so fuck oh it. God. Like, let's just say seven or eight are in, and we just and we say, all right, top 12, you're in. Tanking doesn't even matter anymore. Like, we're doing it like much more marriage madness style. Even if it, even if it'll never really produce anything that crazy. Uh, it's still more revenue, more games, and a longer yeah. rest for real playoff teams too. The thing with that is you don't want to when you get too big and then you devalue your regular season games. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think you incentivize. But teams they, they, they were just saying it's like, it's like single elimination for eight through eight through twelve. You say all right, eight verse twelve. Um, sorry, nine verse twelve, eleven verse ten. Mm-hmm. Single elimination. I mean, that's already. And then one of them gets a play-in game. The winner of that yeah. little tournament gets a play-in game. Mm, true. Oh, yeah, sorry. Wait, oh. All right, fuck it. Uh, the, fine, then the 8C has to play. <laughs> HS, <laughs> Actually, yeah, this is a terrible <laughs> idea. Thank God I'm a job in the league office. <laughs> so, you, so, conclusion Actually, is... Conclusion. 7C's safe. 8C, <laughs> don't care. <laughs> I, think, I think having two spots up for grabs is cool. I think, I think one through six, I get. I honestly, I, I like the amount of teams that are up competing and what's up and for grabs. Right. I, I can see what you said, make seven and ten and eight and nine play and mm-hmm. have it just be an equal tournament where seven and ten, ten, eight and nine, and then the winners yeah, get I, it. I think, I think the way don't. that they set it up was like, too confusing for a an average fan who's like not like well not like I'm not a very casual fan. He's like not looking into it too yeah, hard or someone who's like I, trying I to like winning, get into the league. It's a little games, it's a little confusing. Yeah, it's a little. Confusing. I tried to explain it and I, I sounded so stupid because <laughs> I couldn't do it in a, in a succinct like way. That's probably because you're stupid. Uh yes, but it makes me feel stupid because it's a stupid rule, uh, okay, making right. me act stupid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Stupid. You think? You think you being stupid and the tournament being stupid would give you a double negative stu- scenario and you'd you would, be you smart. You think, but I'm too stupid to know what double negative is. I'm not really a math guy. Uh, well, the person listening to you, if they're smart, but you're also hanging out with stupid people. 
So you're creating two hypotheticals for my stupid brain to handle, okay? Okay. I, I need you to dumb it down uh, to like two layers. This is an inception. Long story. I think I think the plan tournament's great. Adding excitement to the end of the season is great. Keeping mm-hmm. more teams involved because if the 10 seed is involved, that means stupid fans like me think Chicago Bulls are involved because they're at 11 and 12, and now I'm interested. Um, keeping more people in play. Uh, with the combination of how the lotto has been changed in recent years, I think it's great. I, I do agree with you, though. It could have been simpler. Um, I've also had to explain it a couple times, and it's just like doesn't it doesn't come up naturally. But I think that's how the league's going to go, right? We're going to have the midseason tournament, which I'm actually very pumped for. I was about to say, Sid, uh, I actually got a question for you. Would you prefer having if you had to choose? Because you know, let's say let's say the players you know argue during uh, the next negotiations and say we're not we're not doing two tournaments. That's too much. What if we did? Would you rather have a midseason or the plan? Which would you choose? And if you did if you did if you did midseason, what what would the reward have to be? Draft yeah, picks? that's my biggest thing. What is money? the midseason extra reward? Cap? I don't think it's. Of course, it's. I mean, at the end of the know. day, I think it's going to be extra money, right? But like. Uh, the extra money will probably be fed in a weird way. Well, I think, yeah, through I think, the I think cap, they have to give like proportionate like ratings or something like that. It's like, yeah, because like, just in that tournament, it's like all right, like, well, like yeah, Americans, yeah, at least average it out for whatever team, te- you know, half and half for whatever game it is. But you know, more watch games get more more, more views, and you're saying all right, it's just if more games you're in, more TV revenue you're getting, so on and so forth. Well, let's think about like indirect like funds to the players or teams. Like no one's no what American sport actually succeeds at that. Even if we talk about the Pro Bowl, the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. we don't. No, no American fan is really excited to see Kawhi Leonard fight for an extra million dollars. Yeah, it's, it seems. Like, it seems I don't really give a shit. Kind of fucked up and dystopian. I think <laughs> if you if you do the mid uh, if you do the mid season tourney, it has to be some sort of a seating advantage or something like an automatic like. Some sort Ooh, of a lock first, first in. Round, first round buy. Oh, my. That'd be insane. Yeah, something like that. And I, I, I do want to give first the round league... picks like that. So, like, I can just say, uh, all right. That's if, too if, much. That's I don't know. ridiculous. I think a buy would be, I think I think would be to, crazy. <laughs> Although, that I would create a like, super competitive environment. So, I agree. But I think you need to do a competitive advantage for sure during that season. I, I don't know if you want to give them. Give the franchise an advantage long term, like an extra draft pick, because then a lot of players. But also an extra buy, dude. That's like way too much. Then it's like more valuable. Yeah, I know. I'm saying that's, that's a problem. No one. I've never heard a single proposal that presents like a reasonable idea for like what would be. <laughs> what about <laughs> top four? You get you're automatically a top four team. You have something like that. You're automatically slated one through four, or something like that. You just, but, during the playoffs, you decide which side of the court you play on at all, at all times. Yeah, you get the you pick, ball at the start room. of every quarter. <laughs> We're just fucking with like you actually get added on ten points to every single game you play in the playoffs. <laughs> just automatically. Yeah, but I, I just I think we need to look. So first, I want to give the NBA a lot of credit for recognizing this is very international. I, I'm sure they do, but like you know, this was inspired by. Um, Premier League or European soccer yeah. or whatnot, right? I mean, so they, like, they should basically just ca- copy it. I say just fuck it. <laughs> no more salary yeah. cap. That's stupid. Fuck small markets. We'll just go oh full God. transfer window. We're going to end up having like 14 teams. Relegation, everything. I want, I want us to copy, copy it to a T. I want there to be three different so, leagues. 
The top 10 teams play one league, second 10 play in another. I would love to see teams get relegated to fucking G League. Oh my god, dude! Yeah, and then in G leagues, if they want, like affiliates of the Warriors are just are just like yeah. beating up on the beating up on like yeah. the, the Wizards. It's like, oh shit! Yeah. <laughs> Jimmy Lin might be um, back in the league. The top five teams would just be in California after that. Like yeah. everyone would move. Well, to not, California. Well, not, 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 not Sacramento. No, not Sacramento. Well, yeah, Sacramento would, 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 would be would, they'd be below team, the G League somewhere. I don't know. You would you would Milwaukee would lose their team. Utah would lose their team. Saudi princesses would buy out teams <laughs> and move the teams abroad. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what's the uh, what's the name of the owner? Jack Ma, owner of uh, Alibaba. Yeah, Jack Ma. Jack Ma. He bought he bought like three teams. Like the league's just given up on conflict of interests. LeBron owns wait. two. <laughs> I thought you were talking about the European soccer for a second. I was like, wait, that happened? That should be a whole uh, segment, actually. I just toss out like facts at you about the Premier League, and you tell me whether I'm like lying yeah. to you or not. <laughs> well, the, the most... I don't what? think the Lionel Messi's can... son actually plays on the Barcelona now. The one thing that we have to consider is that the, I don't think the NBA or Adam Silver is ready for their, the greatest player of all time. To lose his team to fuck the fucking G League because Michael Jordan would get relegated to the G League in the first year. Mm, well, it depends on what we're, what we're cutting it off at. We're we cutting off at fifteen. <laughs> we'll say all playoff I teams, think, and <laughs> I think you top one. If you top, if you top I, bottom ten, I think perhaps. the bottom team of each. I think the bottom team of each conference every year is just done. Wow. You go to the G League. You, you get a certain winning percentage in the G League to get brought up. Like there's a there's yeah, not even, there's not even a guarantee. Back, yeah. Like just because someone gets brought ship. down to, doesn't mean yeah. you get brought up. You have to win the ship in dominating fashion. Ooh yeah. You have to sweep. <laughs> you have to beat everybody by twenty. If you if you, any, if you don't beat someone by twenty in a game, like sorry man, yeah. they're next year. G League ratings would skyrocket. Are you kidding me? Some G League team, and G League, there's no cap. You, you're you're getting like Cade size. Cunningham and like SGA in the G League. Well, just, if, you, just if you don't have a cap, if you don't have a cap, you could literally as a G League team say, hey, I want to pay $300 million for Drew Holiday to come play. With the draft, <laughs> if we're, if we're doing it like European soccer style, are we even having like, well, essentially we're, we're having to do like, you know, youth teams, a whole club system. Like we're not even doing drafts anymore. That's, that's, a, that's a foregone concept. Uh, it's just so un-American. I hate talking about it. <laughs> Come on, Sid. A little culture never hurt. I love the free market and everything but my sports. <laughs> we need fairness and equality. <laughs> yeah. God, yeah. I mean, I mean, I don't mind getting fucked over in my everyday life by big corporations and uh, wealth inequality. But hey, God forbid my sports team have to deal with that. When when the Saudi princes come, I'm out. <laughs> and those guys get involved. All right, uh, I do want to hit on the series. So let's talk about the clown show in LA. The other clown show. Oh, in LA. I was hoping, I was hoping you were referring to that. Dude, this is awful. This is way better. This is a bad. This is a bad look. This is a down They're not going to get swept. They're not going to get swept. They're not going to get swept. I mean, this is. I mean, what's nice about this is we're finally getting like. Exactly what we wanted last year out of that out of this same series, but with both teams being fully healthy now, like it's amazing. Uh, it's like uh, like last year was like pure ecstasy, like scoring Luca, seeing Luca just okay. score like forty a nights effortlessly, like no one can guard him one on one and just dicing up. Oh my god. Okay, but objectively, let's ob- 
be objective about this. A big picture. I know matchups in this play, in this series, maybe don't line up well. The Luka factor. But big picture, what's wrong with this Clippers team? Because there's, some, there's something wrong with I mean, they invested, right, their, like, they invested their money terribly. When you're spending, well, I mean, Kennard's contract doesn't go in effect till next 60, year. 64 mil? Yeah, think, 64, year, like that, yeah. 64 for four. I think more, I think Marcus Morris is getting paid the exact same amount, but he's getting paid that this year. <laughs> I don't know why they, I mean, I know, I'm not sure if they had his rights or how the cap works in that situation, why they could afford to pay him so much. But uh, Which Morris brother is he? They, they have Marcus. The Lakers have Mark Eve. I think Marcus is I care. five percent better. So really, you don't you don't even know the, like the difference that much. They play the exact same way. Um, this is this is this is amazing, bro. I mean, KP being healthy, being crossed up occasionally. Ugh. But um, no one enjoys watching KP though. I, I mean, I do love I do love the like the Mirtich like thirty five footers. Yeah, <laughs> not from like, the top of the keys is favorite spot, but he'll also like, get it on the wing and just chuck it up. Like he's just like yeah, at the out of bounds. He will market. chuck it. I don't know. I think there's just not enough. I think it's a cap problem, poor spending. Uh, I don't think they improved much in the offseason, really. And they don't you're have anyone gonna, you're not going to put anything. Shots. Like, you're not going to put anything. Wait, you. I mean, I, I mean and, and I'm, I'm surprised. surprised. Outside of the two stars. I mean, really, it's just like yeah. everyone else is super, is super dependent role players. And but you have to. But that's that's so how long. so many Where teams build, that? though. You have to put some of this on the two superstars. Oh no no! I mean, I'm putting it entirely on them. I mean, mm-hmm. really. I mean, I mean. Well, you, you didn't bring them up. Well, yeah, yes. Uh-uh. <laughs> PG deserves all, deserves all the blame. That's where that's you kind have of to part start. Right now, all right. Well, I agree. Yeah. I mean, should we really blame Ty Lue? I mean, these matchups don't. I mean, matchups don't don't look, looking great. Like they're not even tossing out. I mean, they're tossing double teams like near the end of the game against Luca. Like it doesn't even matter if it, it says. It's not sure that's even a good idea when he's just going to pass out of it no matter what. Yeah, I just raised my opinion of him so high. They're just these two games. Well, I mean, my opinion of him was already very high, but I think were you saying top five in the playoffs? Uh, I, mean, that, I mean, that's the territory. I mean, I'm he's right, right there. The pro- the problem I'm is almost like, like you, for you, certain he's with, top five with his skill set. With his skill set in a playoff series. You have to have so many tools and so be get so creative in the chess chess game that is a playoff basketball series to defend a player with these t- school set of Luka Doncic. I mean, I don't want to make comparisons, but like that is it's LeBron esque how well rounded he is mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and how many things you have to worry about. Like it's an it's an it, first of all, you have to be creative enough. You have to have a coaching. Um, you have to have coaching that's creative enough to stop him from game to game because mm-hmm. you know like things are always changing in a seven-game series. And then you also have to have like the resources, enough perimeter defenders to be able to actually execute that game plan. And it's incredibly difficult to do that. Like mm-hmm. Not every team can do that. And the fact that, I mean, of course, the Clippers have the expectations that they have, but I think this series is proving how incredibly difficult it is to stop a player like that. Yeah, and the thing is, it's not even – about like physically how they're handling him, uh, whether you know, it's about just your positional awareness and your overall basketball IQ. Like that's the thing; no one can really truly match up with Luca on that front. Outside of maybe Rajon in the series, but 
Trust me, there's no way he's locking him down. Like you have to see I mean, the way Kawhi, he sees the Kawhi, game is, is so different from every other player in the league. Like if you try, yeah. if you're trying to mimic his like thought pattern and movements, like imagine you're just like watching some like film of Luca, trying to say like, all right, what's he, what's he thinking here? What's he seeing? Like, and trying to like reverse engineer how he like got to make one bucket. Like all the thoughts and, and things and small decisions he have to make in that process is unreal. Yeah, he's three, uh, steps, he's three steps ahead. The of one thing on the on the courts, I don't understand. That's that's why he's on guard. You can't outthink him. I'm not – and, yeah, I agree with that. The basketball IQ-wise, no one's really there. And this isn't the 2014 Spurs with a 20-whatever-year-old Kawhi Leonard and the offensive prowess of that team that can say, hey, Kawhi, literally guard this guy. And that's your whole job, right? Like, Kawhi Leonard is not at that stage of his career with that team. Because I did have that thought. I was like, Kawhi Leonard, I remember being one of the best defenders in the league, two-time defensive player of the year. Yeah, when you're 23, 24, do you at one point, if you're, you yeah, <laughs> right, right. But at one point, if you're Ty Lue, do you say, this is live or die, that's where I go? Like, I, I put all of that. But then Kawhi Leonard can't afford to be tied. On the offensive end, they don't have enough. Right. I agree. I agree. It's it's kind of the. I'm of the opinion that when it comes to a player that good, like Luka can score all he wants, but he won't beat you alone. Like if you just say, "All right, like we'll we'll, we'll let Luka beat us, but we're shutting everything else down." Like we're saying, "All right, fine, fine. You will put you put you one on one." With with uh, let's just say well yeah we'll just say fuck it we'll put on well not Reggie Jackson we'll just say we'll put like Marcus Morris on you <laughs> every single play <laughs> PG and, and Kawhi are both getting like off ball rest and he's gonna save all their energy for the offensive ends and you say all right Luca beat us on your own don't not not don't allow in the passing lanes like don't double and help and everything just say fuck it one on one we're not we're not we're not allowing you to use your full skill set only your scoring skill sets I think might be the only way to stop him truly. Which is already an insane idea. I'm not sure. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm, not, well, I'm also just not creative enough to think of a really intricate defensive scheme where you have enough helps and switches, this and that, that moves in the exact pattern. You can actually stop him because no one—I've never seen it before. I don't think anyone's figured that one out yet. Yeah, I mean, if this isn't like—if we're being honest, this isn't a good maths. It's not a very good maths team. Yeah, I mean, Hardaway's been empowered to take up. a lot of shots, which he should be, because I mean, he can he can. Fill the fill the stat sheet pretty quick. Like he can be a twenty a game scorer with while being like mildly efficient. And KP is good for twenty nine. Like it's a pretty good scoring big three. I mean, as long as you can just hold up enough on defense, this team is pretty pretty solid. But that's a big if still. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I just, I just think matchup wise, this is just a bad matchup for the Clippers. I don't know why they tanked to potentially play this team. I mean, after what happened last year, like, are you, are you really going to poke the bear again? Yeah, I mean, what do you, if, I mean, I don't even want to get into it, really, because I want to talk about the other series, but yeah. there's some hard decisions to make if this Clippers team is a first round out. Like, yeah. you're going to, I mean, that's, gonna, I mean, it's not necessarily Anything is team, on the but, table. I mean, it, it'd be, this would be a pretty massive comeback to come back from 0-2 I mean, playing two on the road two for the most part. Yeah, two, it's been done before. Mm, actually, we, oh, we should look that up. It's definitely been done before. Oh, 100%. But on the, it's different when it's on the road. To, 
Well, sorry, losing. Yeah, two games no, no, that's what I'm saying. Specifically, this scenario, stealing two games has have teams come back, but I'm sure they have. I don't know who, but I'm sure it's been done. Hold on. I'm looking this up in the meantime. All right, yes. But should we to talk about uh, the chaos that is the Net, the Hawks next series? Ooh, that's the spiciest one. Mm-hmm. This is the spiciest series. Um, maybe because it's. I mean, that's the one I'm interest most interested in, just because Tom Thibodeau, Derrick Rose, Todd mm-hmm. Gibson, but. It's great to see D. Rose go out there and drop 26. Julius Randle hasn't even been playing well. Yeah, I mean, defensively, um, I've been really impressed with how New York has handled all the weapons that Atlanta has because they're really hard to right, stop. Right, right, right. They're so deep. They're very hard to stop. You just kind of, like, um, this game, this series, well, at least the last game, it's been a series of runs, right? Like the other, like it's been a lot of uh, hang in there, tough basketball. Both of these teams are like tough basketball teams that can like take a hit, which is really fun to see. Um, that Atlanta Hawks team is just like a shell of itself. It's so funny to see the Hawks offense with and without Trey, because <laughs> without Trey, they're a completely different offense, and the spacing I mean, is a joke. They essentially. Just didn't hold on to Rondo. They essentially have Lou Will running the backup point guard minutes, <laughs> which is absolutely, yeah. which is just. I mean, he's been even he's been fine scoring, but you know, as far as like running the offense, like you're you're probably better off just having Herder run everything. Or <laughs> I uh, I, I wasn't paying attention to the Hawks all year until like this series. So, what is the motivation for the Rondo trade? What was that trade? What did they get? Rondo for Lou Will, and then why wouldn't they just keep Rondo? I don't know. I thought I don't understand that. I think they maybe thought they're getting good value out of it and getting rid of. I mean, they didn't sign Rondo. Is that actually like a like a decent deal? I think it's like two year, twenty million or something like that. I could be completely wrong on that, but um, yeah. So I, mean, I don't know. Maybe they were having like immediate regrets of the contract. Maybe they thought Lou Will would produce a little bit more. With what they're trying to accomplish, being like you know, like I wonder tons where they're in the standings. Shooting lots of threes. Point. I mean, that's a good point. I don't know because I mean, yeah, honestly, it, this is very much this team is very much built in a Warriors mold. Because uh, I think Thomas, uh, I always get his last name wrong. Schlink, Schlink, something like that. Um, he, he came from the Warriors organization. He's their new GM now, and everything he's been doing since he got there. First thing he did was the Trey Young trade. Everything since has been about acquiring shooters. I think it's Travis Schlink. Travis Schlink. Yep, there it is. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, that makes sense. I mean, you. I mean, that happens in every sport. You got a team that's successful. Everyone tries to steal all their guys. Mm-hmm. Everyone gets a job. That's fair. Uh, Nate McWill. I mean, this is a tougher team. So again, I haven't won any Hawks games. I don't care. Uh, but this is a tougher Hawks team, more resilient Hawks team than I anticipated seeing. Mm-hmm. Um. So that, that's cool to see. I, I, I'm really enjoying this matchup. Um, the I don't know if you saw the post Derrick Rose made. I didn't see the post. No. About his team, about his game <clears throat> being vintage or being called vintage. Oh, and my God. How, it is pretty annoying, to be honest. <laughs> they say that yeah, every single time he, he talks, touches the ball. 
Yeah, and he made us very. And it, it almost, it, I almost shed a tear reading it. It was about how his game. It's it's so cheap to call his game vintage anytime he succeeds because he's put in so much work to be an entirely different player. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it, that's that's awesome to see. I, I don't know how many how many Spence. NBA fans aren't rooting for Derrick Rose. He's, that's he's the most so beloved, cool. He's probably the most like university beloved player in the league. For me, I mean it, Tim and Tim and Boban. To be honest, him Boban talking, <laughs> but Derrick Rose. I mean, it's inspiring. Yeah. But you're, you're you're so right, though. I mean, he still has that agility. I mean, the verticality not as much, but like him going to the rim, he can I mean, still cross still, you up. Like I mean, his, his hands are so like, tight. I mean, he still has so many moves ridiculous. around the rim, like all these reversals that like, yeah, he still has enough verticality. Yeah, he really does. I mean, he attacks the basket pretty well. Still can hit a pull up mid range here and there, a couple threes. I mean, it really is a whole different whole different guy. Yeah. He's still buckets on you if you're not careful. Yeah, absolutely. Look, hey, I don't. But yeah, respect. Advocate. Really, I don't really ad- post you made. I don't advocate for people spitting on other people. But I am very. I, <laughs> and I, and fuck New York. But most of the time, most of the time, fuck New York. But because they're playing with the 2011 Bulls, oh, I have loved God. seeing. I have loved seeing the just the fiery attitude of New York Knicks fans and the competitiveness and shit talking in this series. Like I wanted the I want the Knicks to win this series, obviously. But you know, Trey Young hitting the game winner and talking shit, I'm about it, man. Like oh, all right, 100%. like yeah, talk shit about the fans. Fuck the fans, and the fans should say <laughs> fuck you. Like, what are they supposed to say? They're supposed to fucking hate you. Like mm-hmm. That's like, you know, when I think about Madison Square Garden, I think about fucking Reggie Miller mm-hmm. and MSG and Spike Lee. Like, I love that shit. And it's, the, the, you know, it's like the fucking um, Bears being good and having a good defense. The NBA is so much better when the Knicks, Knicks have a strong, competitive team that's built tough this way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We should get more of a market talking. You know, there's already so many fans in the media of the Knicks who are just kind of closeted to talk about it a little bit, but, you know, just get shat on for the most parts. Um, so it's, it's really, really nice. So the whole league is hyping it up. We're talking about it more. It does get engagement up. I totally, 100% agree. But, man, it's it feels so good. I completely agree. Like, even if even the, the most mun, mundane series is, it's made so much more exciting by just being at, at the Mecca. Yeah. It's insane. I'm, like, you know, we, we always of... talk about how much the Mecca, how awesome it is, how much influence our thoughts about the Knicks, but like, we haven't like, I, okay. I haven't seen enough Knicks games because they've been so terrible for so yeah, many years lately. Absolutely. Like, now it's like, and I usually I, I, whole layer of NBA history is just right over my face. Like, as a sports it. fan, as a sports fan, usually, I usually just say, fuck these guys. But honestly, I'm getting goosebumps just talking yeah, about it. I agree. It's it's, it's, it's the most it's electric awesome. environment in sports. It's, it's, it's awesome. It's so sick. It'd be, like if, it'd be like if every NFL game was like, just played at the USC Coliseum. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Like just the craziest environment for that sport all the yeah. time. Every single game is yeah. at Camp New, Old Trafford. Like... <laughs> Being wild with it, oh, uh, yeah, I, I, it's, it's been great, man. And, uh, and, and, and I mean, it's, a, it's a combination saga, of having ha- having the fans back too. Like it's yeah. all of it coming together. The Knicks are good again after so long. It's, meanwhile, like all right, the fans co- get to come back after a year. Like these people are riled up. 
<laughs> they need something to do. Give them something to spit on. Especially, especially in the city that's been hit by COVID so hard, too. I mean, restrictions, you know, they've been a little bit more loose than some other, you know, like blue, uh, blue states. But, I mean, overall, overall, I mean, New York was pretty locked down, as locked down as anywhere during COVID. <laughs> So we're getting, like, New York people who, you know, I mean, how the fuck do you live in, like, a 300-square-foot apartment for 2000 a month? I mean, you, I mean you're, these people are literally all have gone crazy. They all yeah. have cabin fever. And, and, and Knicks fans. And you have to consider the sample size of New York that's Knicks fans. These are the lootiest people in the, in the city. That's what I'm saying. We, we essentially created an asylum of, of New York Knicks fans. <laughs> Hundreds uh. of thousands of clinically insane people. <laughs> I also love I I, I I also love the shit talking for Brooklyn like Brooklyn with their franchise decisions as you know, not decisions I mean you have a chance to get Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant you make that decision but they've they're they're officially the soft team that's the rich baby in the New York tri-state area right like it's very easy to hate on and them no if you're a fucking Knicks fan surprisingly for as engaging as they are like on the courts and style of play they have like. We, to, we actually don't talk about the Nets enough, to be quite honest. Like we talk about the Lakers yeah. and the Clippers and the West Coast like so much more than we talk about the Nets because it kind of feels like pre-determined. Well, I think the injuries have played part in that, but I don't know. Like, for like, sure, for sure. This isn't the same thing as when it was with the Warriors where it's like, okay, like predetermined, you know, why are we even playing the season? Like, this actually still has intrigue, but yet we're still not talking about them at all. I mean, I guess they haven't had a consequential series yet, so I'm sure I'll pick up next series against the Bucks. But, uh, yeah, does that, does that feel weird to you? I feel like... Yeah, it's the injuries for sure. Like, we haven't even seen these guys together enough. Yeah. Um, uh, and it's been... I get The East is a little bit less disengaged. I mean, the West is definitely a bit more competitive. There's more to talk about all the time. Yeah. Plus, I don't think anyone that truly believes that someone can beat... Uh, I think Milwaukee can. But I don't think anyone truly thinks that anyone can beat Brooklyn in the East, too. I think that probably plays a part in it, too. And realistically, I don't see a team even taking them to seven games. In the East? Yeah. I'm not worried enough yeah. about the size of Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons to make, the, make me concerned about that. Yeah, I'm not either. I, I also agree. I think that I would the Nets in the East are a lock for me. So that's another that does remind me. So I wanted to hit on. So you think the predictions for these series? You mentioned you don't see the Lakers Suns going more than six. Yes. Um, I I agree. I think, but I I think I think Lakers in six or seven. But I I think it'll be competitive. I, oh, I agree. Um, it's a great matchup. I think it's a lot of storylines. It's a great series to watch. I'll I'll go Mavs. I'll go Mavs in six as well. It's very respectful of you. I I would agree with that. What and I think we're destined for seven I, series. I'm yeah. saying seven. That's a seven. That's yeah. a seven. We deserve it. Exactly. We deserve it. <laughs> You, you know what and New York deserves? I, it. New York deserves to lose in seven games, respectfully. Yeah, exactly. So the, I want to in my in my heart, I want to say Knicks in seven because they'll be playing game seven at home. But best the best player, I mean, you know the, how much impact the best player has on the court in seven yeah. games. But Trey's been pretty insane, and that's why I think Derrick Rose is going to win that series. <laughs> Derrick Rose, first round playoff MVP. 
45 points, game seven. Watch it happen. 40 minutes, 45 I mean, he, he points. Is, I mean, he's the only he, I mean, really handled low wins a little bit. RJ, not as much quite yet, but I mean, that's what we're seeing. So much Rose impacts. Like, he's been in these kind of games. Like, he's been in games way less consequential than this. I mean, the man's ready for the moments. Yeah, for it's sure. Um, and um, what do you think about the Knicks? Um. I'm always a st- – well, first of all, I'm just really glad Joakim Noah is not on this team. I was like, I was like, I would despise yeah. them. He's retired. He's. Yeah, I, I follow him on Twitter. He's on some other show. <laughs> I think Joakim Noah is a super cool guy, but on the courts, I, I hate him. I mean, it was over. It was over. Like, but he had nothing left. Yeah. Was, but, I mean, I think he, he could be a, a Udonis Haslam. You know, you can just put him on the bench. It's just, he's just yeah. like the hypest hype man of all time. Yeah, that's true. I don't um, know why you Otherwise, push. though, I mean, I've been really happy to see RJ succeed. I mean, I was really hyped on it. I was definitely a huge RJ guy, him coming out of college. And then his, like, his tendency to only go left, having uh, no three-point shots, and not enough creative moves while he loves to operate out of the post most of the time, it was really frustrating uh, his first, like, two years in the league. But this has been really nice. I watched every first year in the league. Second year. Yeah. Second, second, yeah, yeah. second. First year, first year is really frustrating. This has been uh, significantly better. The shot looks a lot tighter. Um, yeah. He's going to the rim with more authority and confidence. His whole mentality has changed. Like, did you see that? Um, the whole clip between who was calling? Who called out RJ? Oh, it was Anthony Edwards. <laughs> when they said that they, 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 oh. they were super chill with uh, RJ being the guy to take the last shot, and RJ was just, like very businesslike about it, just like. Don't care. Moving on. Like, I did not see he has that. Very like fuck you attitude about him now. Like I kind of like I like it. Compared right. to his very goofy yeah, you do post, love post, post draft. Also, his style his his style of play calls for that fuck you attitude. Yeah, right. Because he, he, he needs to shoot pull up. Yeah. Um. I there. Oh man, I don't even want to talk about this. Any two, three yard, two or three in the league. Like he's so fucking. <laughs> Strong, like only guys like Brawl. Yeah, dude. He is wide ass shoulders. I mean, his body's already in the NBA developed before he got in the league, pretty much. Should we talk about the Celtics Nets series? Is this going to really, be a sweep? I really want to. It's really sad to watch because Jason Tatum's so good, but then you're kind of just like seeing a wasted series out of him. Oh, I mean, if Jalen Brown, you know, we already discussed this, like, we wouldn't have the matchup if Brown wasn't hurt, but. Maybe, I, maybe, this maybe, might maybe be a nice. sweep. It has to be. I mean, it's not, every single game, I can't like sit through more than like the first. Yeah, but Jason Tatum's like, I mean, Jason Tatum's Jason Tatum. That's the only reason I want to give him a game. But like, man, I, I would say sweep if I had to. And it's not even really exciting. Like, I don't even care. It's not like I say sweep because it doesn't even feel cool. Like, I there's a zero percent chance the Celtics have no any chance of winning no, this. Not even single game. They only have one guy that create create their own shots. Unless you think, unless you're very high on Peyton Pritchard. Also, then you have to then you have, again the Celtics are in a position where you have to reevaluate what the fuck you're doing. Like everything's on the. You, I don't think you might need to blow wrong. this they thing up. You got to do something. All those draft picks, they never made the move. You know, like yeah, you know, you have assets like that. Like you don't hold on to them forever. I mean, because you do otherwise you have like too, you have too many picks for any roster spots you have essentially. Yeah, but I mean, also never, dude, like you have to big moves to like, get that third you, guy. Kemba hasn't been that. You have to be so lucky. You have to be so lucky Mm -hmm. in the NBA to just build on your draft picks. You gotta sign some star free agents or get some free agents. Yeah, there's no. You you have to hit on like one or two of the picks, and then you make a trade for like a third. And then you get a superstar. 
But, I mean, you can look at Philadelphia and um, <gasps> Philadelphia, shit. Boston, and Phoenix. Oh, my goodness. Andre Drummond Are you watching just, Phoenix? just threw the ball into the ground on Devin Booker. He went up. He went up to yam that ball, and uh, Andre Drummond kind of could that. have sent that to the tenth row if he wanted to. Oh, sorry, it was more of a floater. He got that with like his mid mid forearm. I may have missed that. You may have be behind me. I just hit. I just watched Schroeder hit a three. What are you at? What time? I'm at eight thirty. Ten seven eight forty three. Oh wow. Oh, so you're actually behind me. Wait, wait. Did you say ten thirty? Oh, sorry, eight, sorry, eight. Eight, uh, eight, 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 I don't know. Denver already lost one at home, but yeah, I agree. This is kind of a seven game. I think this is all seven game series. Uh, also, um, just game, just a little gambling advice here. Please just bet the over in every Nuggets Blazers game. It's pretty. Yeah, it's absolutely. pretty. It's pretty electric. I'm going, going Nuggets. Go bad I'm going Nuggets in like six. I'm, I'm going Nuggets in six. I, I still, I still don't love this place. I still don't love this Blazers team. I don't love them either, but I think they get out of the first round. This team always surprises you. I think Dame raises the the bar. Right, right, right. So much. I want to give him his respect. CJ's Dame Dame falls into that same bucket like I described Luka in. And to a lesser degree, the argument I was making with Luka is his game is so Mm well-rounded. But, you know, Dame is on that next level of what he's able to do. And also Dame has, like... It's a little scores mentality. That's what. That's what. That's what yeah, that's and Dame Dame that. plays Dame plays with that attitude of an all time great that just elevates his team when they need him the most and need like they need each also, other the AD most. Is, I, AD is down. Just gonna hit in the face. Yeah, he's he's down every other play. I don't even care. But it's always in the face. He gets he's getting whacked, bro. <laughs> it's always in the face. He flops on. I don't know why that is. I think the Bron's on that one. The smart move. CP3 the jumper. Smart move, you can definitely get Fleer one called. Um, how about the Grizzlies Jazz? I don't even know why Donovan Mitchell didn't play. Donovan Mitchell oh, doesn't shit. know no, why he didn't actually, play. He got caught pretty hard there. Um, yeah, that was weird. I wasn't even aware he was on the injury report prior to game one. And all well, no one did. It was stupid. I mean, I, I get – also, I think I, – I, I like Ja a lot. Um, and he deserves this credit, but like – I think we're getting a little carried away, maybe. I was Some about to say. I think ES, I'm glad, I'm glad ESPN. On this one. Yeah. yeah, I think play. ESPN is doing that. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah. His style of play is just super marketable, but he's not that next level player that he's being marketed as right now. But not, yes, I think, like, what you said is true. I think what you said is true. This could be the next guy. Yeah, yeah. He's a high flying player that does well on 10 second highlight reels. Yeah, exactly. I understand. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, he put up 47 last night against what well, I mean, a top five defense in the league. Pretty impressive, still. Yeah. I'm not sure if he shot well from three or not. I don't. I knew that off the top of my head. Can you drop? I didn't watch the game last night, but can you drop 40 points in modern NBA without being like the, the only hit two threes. Oh. 15 26. Huh. Got the line. He went to the line 20 26 times. shots. Jesus Christ. 15 20. Yeah. Also, Jerry Wait, Jackson this is so. Why is no one hating on how bad Jaron Jackson is? 
Like he's been booked as like, oh, he's the second star. Like I don't really, I don't really think so, man. Defensively, like he's yeah. been very productive, but like he's just not aggressive in offense at all. I think we're Jared Jackson's already like it's so injury prone. We're we're seeing. I think early on I was also very high on Jared Jackson, but I think the ceiling might be a we little all- bit lower. Yeah, I, I think the ceiling is a little I mean, the low. The shot is good. Like he, he rebounds. I mean, well, it's just his aggression level. But when a player you know, is that in, I also find that when a player is injured, like I just can't count on the upward trend of progress when a player is injury prone. And so I, I naturally just bring the ceiling down, and I'm yeah. like, there's gonna be too dis- too many disruptions. Yeah, if you were around think about and having to rehab all the time and constantly like, I was, being confident in your own body, I mean, yeah, there's a lot of factors there. I was trying to explain to a fellow Nuggets fan. Um, a fellow Nuggets fan? I don't know if you, you were on that <laughs> spectrum of fandom. I've been told they have the best Instagram page. Uh, but... Yeah, I, um, I can test that. <laughs> I can... Uh, I, yeah, I mean, I'm a Nuggets guy. I just like the way they built. But I was trying to explain that when you have an injury like Jamal Murray's injury, like, that's fucking you up for two years, maybe beyond. Like, it really sets you back. Because then you have to adjust for the especially recovery late, phase. Especially late in the season, too. It's just, and, this and, is the clay thing. It's like, all right, we basically lost right. like three years it's of the awful. Warriors. Like, it's awful. It's <laughs> awful. Yeah. It's insane how much, how much it throws off your timeline. And then you think about a player like Jamal Murray at the age he is. I know. You, how you, much you're that still means. still growing, you know. Like, we yeah, still have two more years of becoming players you're going to be. Yeah, yeah um, exactly. So, point. it's just, it's awful. Like, overall, for the player you have in the contract you have him for drastically changes the window and then bigger picture drastically changes what this player is going to be when you tear an ACL towards the end of year four or five as a 24 year old like these are critical years man it'll fuck you up Agreed. We want to, to relive the whole D Rose saga. That was like the the sad, that was like the <laughs> most frustrating injury saga of all time. Well, back then I was like in eighth grade and I didn't even fucking understand what I was going through. I was yeah, just but just, it was just like I was, it was the first time where you're like, wow, like injury. This is a lot. Like this is like we, we yeah. lost like four years of D Rose. Yeah. <laughs> even just with the ACL, it fucked us up for two and a half years, mm-hmm. and then he came back with the MCL. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It truly wasn't back to being yeah. a start, start regular starting player for a long time. Uh-uh. But yeah, no, it's uh, it's hard. But anyway, so uh, <laughs> back to the point at hand here. Uh, da, 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 da. Oh yeah, any pictures for the any picks for the Sixers uh, Wizards series? I, I, I hate that players. series. Yeah, I, I hate I, that series. I, 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 I don't really care. watch because I just know I'm not. I mean, yeah. interesting. Um, also, the Sixers, man, like oh, the ceiling is it? Make the Eastern Conference Finals is the ceiling. Yeah. I don't think that the level, though, where they can afford to have all these just, like, very old, can only play for, like, 10 to 15 minutes kind of role players. Like, I don't know if, there's, I don't know if their big three is good enough to, like, have that, you know. Because, I mean, you know, if you're a team like, if you're a team like the Nets, Lakers, Clippers, um, or, like, Bucks, you know, you, you, can, if you can afford to have some guys that are, like, you know. Maybe only okay playing like ten minutes. They're kind of just vets that just know what what play environments like. Yeah, yeah, they're very like paste. You know, like like Elmer's glue and like paper mache put together. Like it's just very softly put together around the, around the edges. Yeah, the Sixers are another team that you. I mean, anything's on the table. I think. Yeah, 
I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I think your your big three. Really I think kind your of big is how three crazy is... will Joel Embiid go against like really good teams? That's basically your kind. Well, of, I mean, can, also, can, you, can I mean, you carry you, for you a could, thirty-five and fifteen just regular? I time. think you can very realistically this offseason evaluate your team and think about the route you're going. Joel Embiid's going to be 27, 28. Mm-hmm. You have a 24, 25 year old Ben Simmons and Tobias Harris he's might probably, be damn near thirty. Little, yeah, he's a little older than Embiid. He's getting up there. Yeah. Um, but there's no easy decisions. But I think I'm seeing how good this team is going to be. Like they're not getting much better than this. Yeah, you have yeah, Doc yeah, Rivers yeah. and these three. So, like, what do you do? Are you okay with just Doc doing this on repeat? Of every team he's on. Like, you're just not losing when you have Doc Rivers as your coach. Right, but, but are you – yeah, exactly. he's not going to elevate you. Just, yeah, change your aspirations if you weren't there. Like, yeah. I, I, yeah, I think, yeah. I think I view them the same as, like, the Nuggets last year. It's like, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. there's so many pieces. Like, I mean, there's some pieces here. Like, I feel like this could be – this is, like, this is definitely something <laughs> – that could contend a little bit with some of the best teams in the conference, but like realistically, you don't have like NBA Finals aspirations. Mm-mm. It's like the Seahawks. So, NFL, you know? do you really think they're going to go to the Super Bowl? Like, not really. I think the Nuggets last year were more promising because you had an MPJ that you didn't know what was what I mean, he was. We're still figuring that out, even if he is going. Yeah, to exactly. And then you had Jokic, Jokic, and Jamal Murray. You're younger. Than Ben Simmons and uh, Joel Embiid, right? So well, yeah, the difference I think the Sixers in a tougher right. spot. Well, yeah, I'm thinking long term, very different. I agree, but yeah, the short term, we'll see. Oh yeah, yeah, the team having pieces and being built well, yeah, but you gotta you gotta do what's, what's what the, the Celtics next, failed to do. Where how you fill the roster? You gotta do you gotta do what the Celtics failed to do and like fucking send someone five first round draft picks for an Anthony Davis type opportunity. Yeah, exactly. I think if you're either of these teams. I mean, the Nuggets were, were big, were big uh, rumored team for the, the Beal circumstances and probably still are. I mean, yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Um, yeah. you, so you can have a separate have, argument have, about whether that would even help. But yeah, go ahead. Do you have any updated thoughts, though, um, on how the each, each conference will play out throughout the playoffs? Like, I think the Mavs. Did we make picks? Did we make picks? I'm not sure we did. We made picks. I think we may have made picks on the pod last year. It's crazy how long we've been doing this thing. <laughs> I know. And I'm remembering we still, that. We still have only put out 15 episodes. Yeah. Fans are starving. Starving. Yeah. Um, I'm going to I think Brooklyn is a lock in the East. There's no way. Yeah, I kind of feel the same way. I think, I think Milwaukee will take them to six games, but a tough six games. Like, feels like a yeah. seven-game series, but Brooklyn just pulls out some bullshit. I'm like a buzzer beater of some sort. It kind of swings. I think. I think. Yeah, Milwaukee is the, the second the, team on my. Philly a lot easier, I think. Yeah. Assuming no. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not worried about. I'm way. I'm. I mean, Drew Holiday. I mean, it's been sad, but I completely agree. It is such an the, upgrade over what they had last. What's year. more curious, though, is how the West plays out. Because if we're assuming the Clippers yeah, lose the first course. round, I mean, that's essentially. I mean, at least in my mind, my stupid pea brain, that was the toughest opponents. I thought the Lakers still had to play in the West. Um, so with them out, I mean, you're essentially – I mean, power rank your West teams for me, like your top four. I mean, I'm probably going – I think if Donovan – are we assuming Donovan Mitchell – because that is a – I'm assuming he's fine. Totally, like, okay. Yeah, no, no, no setbacks on the injury, okay. no re-aggravations, nothing like that. Okay. Uh, do you want to power rank or do you want me to power rank? You power rank first. I'll, I'll, I'll go right after. I'm going to go just top four. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Just top four. Okay. I'm going Jazz one. Okay. 
Lakers two. Mm-hmm. Oh man. Oh man. Oh, you're about to do something crazy here. I'm. <laughs> I think Mavs three. I think Mavs three, Nuggets four. I still like the Nuggets quite a bit. Yeah, they might lose this series, but I I, I like the Nuggets quite a bit. I think I I think the Nuggets Blazers series is competitive, and yeah, both are good teams. But yeah, yeah. I I I don't think I think there's a lot of outside of the top two. I think there's a lot of (laughs) difference. I think you you put the Suns up there if you want to. I mean, not that I think they'll move on from the series, but I mean. Definitely worthy of tough consideration. Uh, I'll probably yeah. Be, I, mine's similar to you. I, I I had a tough time between Nugs and Suns, but the fact that I said the Lakers too made me feel. But I, I do like the Suns a lot. I like the Suns a lot. Yeah, and it's close. I would probably go. I think you. I think you. I think you truly can slow down the Nuggets. I think you really can if you're a good def- defense, uh, disciplined defensive team, and have someone that can, you know. Keep Gobert from getting all his easy ass yams. I think the Jazz, although they look great, are very stoppable. Mostly they haven't in past years. I mean, maybe that's me being not adjusting to how they're playing now, but I'm not not believing in Mike Conley. Like, I love me some Joe Ingles and Bogdanovich and uh, Niang. Is he still playing for them? Um, but still, it doesn't. This is the thing that still concerns me. And it's still, I mean, but down to being a little hampered is even more concerning. So I'll probably go, but I still have the Jazz 2, Lakers 1. And oh, man, you're so lame. Yeah, I know. I just think it makes – come on. Well-coached, defensive, defensive versatility, good depth. Anyways, um, yeah, I will also go Mavs 3 and then probably go Blazers. Ooh, ah, fuck. Now I'm, go, I'm going Suns 4. <laughs> I'm going Suns 4. I think this is going to be a good series. I think it's going to be very competitive. Uh, Assuming, you know, Chris Paul isn't, like, super injured. Doesn't seem like it. I mean, we're also watching the game live in the back. I'm, like, kind of zoning in and out here, but... Yeah, same. Oh, no, not campaigning for Open 3. How will we ever survive? Although, Marcus All on Devin Booker is less than ideal. Um, yeah, but I mean, as, as far as your overall looking outlook on the West, though, are you expecting anything different? I mean, the West is pretty much wide open in my mind. Who plays the Lakers? But mm-hmm. I, mean, I think we're all assuming probably Jazz, just because of how the playoffs stacks, stacks well, up. So if if you if you had the Lakers in the top four seed, I mean, you could argue that this doesn't matter. But I, if you had the Lakers as a top three or four seed, um. I would say Lakers were the favorites, maybe. But the fact that the Jazz have been so goddamn consistent and earned that one seed. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to, like, instinctively I say that they're one seed. I mean, they're the favorites in my mind. But, yeah. again, like, I also have a... Mavs knocking them off, though. Like, very... I also, yeah, I have a really... I have a really hard time picking teams that have never done it or players that have never done it before. Yeah, that's a problem. And this, saying this, they're going to do it. Like, we have more of those teams than ever. 
Right, and, and, and of course, it, yeah, exactly. Which is great to see, but yeah, it's yeah, and it's yeah. of course it's gonna happen. Like mm. every team does it for the first time at some point. But like, man, when you have no one as on a, as a star on your team that's never done it, I never really picked those teams. Yeah, I agree. That's, that's what we're trying. That's what we're trying. We're we're destined to say like, all right, this player will carry their team. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like you, you think about you. Let's think about like the last decade of basketball, like that Miami Heat team. You had a Dwayne Wade that had been there before. Mm-hmm. Then you had uh, that Spurs LeBron, team, LeBron with been, obviously, yeah. There, yeah. Then the years after, then you had LeBron. You had three guys that had been there and done it before. <laughs> then you had a Spurs team. You had four guys that had been there and done it before. But the Mavs like, were, were one off though. They, they, no one, no one yeah, the twenty twelve. Yeah, there was the twenty eleven. Yeah, no, the, that Mavs team. I didn't think that OKC team was going to be able to pull it off for that same reason with like that's a twenty one year old Kevin Durant. And, yeah, you know. that's true. I mean, I, was, I mean, yes, the I think the the, the Cole Cavs Warriors thing that happened for like five years in a row mm-hmm. really fucks their brains. Uh, yeah, and again, that that Warriors that Warriors team that Warriors team pulled it off, but that was also like once in a generation team, you know, well, yeah, a different it was, level. It was just a weird cap inflection. inflection yeah, that, that was that, that will never happen in the history of the league ever again. Like we will never. Allow yeah, it. yeah, yeah. Well, no, I mean the I mean the first year with. Uh, well, yeah, yeah. Without KD, yes. but yeah, after KD too, of course. That's a fucking yeah, cheat yeah. code. Um. But yeah, usually I just don't pick guys that have... So it's hard for me to say Utah, but I'm also saying if Utah goes to the NBA Finals with against the Snets team, the Snets team is going to fuck them up. Yeah, I, I, I completely agree. I, I, think I, have, I think that applies for the Lakers versus any team in the East, too. Like, I don't want a predetermined Finals matchup against the two biggest teams, but I, just, like, I just feel like we're destined to do it. Just, just destined to dance that dance. Yeah, but even like, how do you think that Lakers team matches up against the Nets team? I think pretty well. I think if, I mean because their really? team is going to slow it down. I mean they're not going to get as much easy ball movements and free shooters as they do now. Like I'm just betting the under in every <laughs> Lakers game so far in the series too. It's going great for me because uh, this is what they do, man. They just slow it down to their pace how they want to do it. I mean it's, it's, it's vintage, you know, playoff LeBron stuff where it's like all right. We're mostly half court. Now you have transition. We're just trying to slow the other team down and say, all right, we're trying to outmuscle you the whole time. Which is a very different feeling, <laughs> at least in the current NBA. So I think it matches up very poorly for the Nets. But I think the Nets are a more talented team. So it kind of like levels the playing field, you know? Yeah. I also think they're better. I, I, I think Lakers are better coach, but... too. But it's because I haven't seen enough yeah, of Steve Nash. And, and they had, they've just done it, right? Yeah. Um, but man, like, how do you stop that many guys? I, I don't know, man. I would, I would, I'm still giving the Nets the edge in that series. I, I, cause I, I can't figure it out either. But the thing is, they are limited on size. Like, hot you, take, hot take. If there were three, if you were allowed to have three basketballs on the court at the same time, the Brooklyn Nets would be the greatest sports team of all time. Yeah, there's no reason they lose. They should be losing any games. Yeah, they'd score nine points per possession, Dan. Mm-hmm. I mean, the thing is, like, they're the most skilled team, like, top to bottom on their roster. Like, the only guys that aren't skilled in their team are Nicholas Claxton and DeAndre Jordan. Everyone else no is... no reason to call these guys out. Well, no, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I mean, you know, that's only it's only bigs they truly have. Everyone, everyone else, though, I mean, you get, like, Jeff Green playing, like, a small ball five who can still, you know, shoot, shoot the lights out. 
pretty well actually. Um, Mike James, another another great scorer. I mean, the, all the talent is in the wings, and you know, in the point guard position. So, it, it, on, on average, this is definitely the most skilled team as far as three point shooting, ball handling, speed. I, mean, I, don't, I don't know how to keep up. They're just saying, all right, fine, we'll outscore you. We don't care about defense, <laughs> out-rebounding yeah. you. We're just going to say, all right, you guys have our offense. Which, which would truly change the game. Like, this would be like the, the greatest small ball iteration we've seen so far. If they, if, they, if they can do it, I mean, who knows? Do you know the White Sox slogan has changed the game? In what ways have you seen the Chicago White Sox change the game? Tony Russo's changing the game every single day. By the way, I have his autograph, if you want it. Ugh. This man might be the most hated, like, Chicago sports figure of the last decade. Him and, like, but Chris Conti for blowing so, up. so, you know. But yeah, but, dude, it's actually amazing how many <laughs> how many people... No, it's amazing how many people love this team but hate him so much. Dude, you see, you see the post on Twitter? I saw, I saw one post yesterday that um, they renamed... This one, uh, like, food lounge, food, you know, food kind of dining area in the stadium, they replaced it from uh, Lorraine's. Yeah, I know. Was it Lorraine's or Loretta? La- Russa or some shit. Yeah. Why would they do that? It's so dumb. It's so disrespectful, dude. Like, and, she, and what's funny is she still works there. <laughs> this woman she, dedicated her life to the working, like, concessions for the Chicago White Sox. Got absolutely no reward. And then got shat on as she was still <laughs> working there. For, for, a, for, a, for a, a guy, DUI. yeah, for a guy who has had like four DUIs, don't quote me on that. So that's not a fact, but I, it's probably not far off. All right, um, we can end with just predicting final series, how many games it's going to go. Ugh. Let's see how it goes just, for us. I really, I really hope we're wrong. But I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Nets in seven. Over. Over the Lakers. Come on, I, 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 sh- I, sh- I shouldn't have to say that. You know, you know what I'm going with. I'm going Nets in six over Utah. Wow. Right. Well, I'm, but, I'm more shocked that you're giving Utah six games. Yeah, I know. But I, I think Utah could, be, I think Utah could easily be, be beat by, by Dallas. I would yeah, love a Dallas-LA matchup. I would, too. I think they I mean, could be for dream. sure. But I think uh, I like how many players there are. I like how many options Utah has in critical moments. Mm-hmm. Much more than Dallas. Yeah, I mean the style of play I like and the most. It's literally four four out one in, and they do it beautifully. But I don't know, all man. They're always like B level B level players outside wanna, of Donovan and Rudy. Like I just want to see a guy with a seven foot ten wingspan protecting the <laughs> rim. All right, that's what I fucking live for. And that's what I get. What, what, what was Joe, what was Joakim Noah's wingspan? I don't know. It wasn't seven foot ten. It was like six eleven. I think he's a relatively long-arm guy. He might be like a seven-five wingspan. He's not Rudy Gobert. If that's I mean, he's not that bad. No. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, no. He, he's he's and he might be more versatile. He could guard. I think he could guard the. He better be range. Rudy him, moves sure. quick. Yeah, yeah, he for sure. No shot to speak of. I don't know how Rudy guards the perimeter, but Joakim Noah used to be able to pick up people at the perimeter. Not that well, he Rudy's to. pretty. I mean, people attack him on the perimeter. Like if they if they put him out there with a guard, like Chris. Remember that game like two months like a month ago, where Chris Paul just like went at him, like directly. Like, yeah, okay, I mean, like, what are you we're, supposed? We're, we're, to we're do. switching, so I get him on the perimeter, and I'm literally just gonna yeah, exactly. force him to go. I mean, in the in the NBA now, that's the game, right? You just fucking pick 
Pick a guy. Oh you God. pick the Larry defensive David. guy David where you want to. Hold on. Everyone's no Larry David is at the game. I think I'm about to see that in 20 seconds. Oh, it's it's me sick. He's wearing his. He's basically wearing his uh, same outfit he always wears for Curb. It's like a very, nice. it's like a weird like vel- velvety sport coats. Oh my god! I hate you so much, campaign. God damn it! I can't believe. All right, whatever. Sorry, I think I think muted myself for a second there. The last thing I heard was "I hate you" campaign. I, I, I do so much. I do. But did you, right. you see Larry David in all in all his glory? Pretty great. I got distracted because you muted yourself, so I thought I got lost. Anyway, uh, solid finals. I like that we both have the Nets. That's fun. I hope they get rocked. Yeah, yeah but I, I, honestly. I, I, Without injuries, oh, I, I'm seeing Larry David now. Without injuries, I don't. Yeah, pretty cool. Without injuries, I don't see how the Nets don't at least make it to the finals. Like, I would be very surprised. I mean, Joel we would have to go on like a fucking tear and just take it very personally to beat that team. Uh, or Giannis. I mean, we'll see. I mean, yeah, we'll, we'll, I mean, at the very least, we'll, the at least the Nets. If they get out of the East, they'll have earned it. I mean, that's two pretty good teams. You have to get through. Yeah. So, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll respect them if they do it. Yeah. I don't know how you're stopping them. On the, you just got to start with T. Steibel, I think, if you're Philly. But we'll talk about that later. All right. Next time we talk, uh, Justin Fields will be heading into some monster preseason games. Mm-hmm. Putting up perfect passer ratings. Also, yeah, we didn't even talk about I, I hope that. it isn't He's that looking, <laughs> the man. The man looks great in pads. I actually was going to ask you. Well, I mean, he does yeah, look pretty sick. Number yeah, number one does look, does work good. for he him. Has, he hasn't even he hasn't even put on pads, but he does look good in the number one. Get a pretty cool Jesus Jesus piece. I did like that. Yeah, yeah. he's put he's th- set a couple bear downs. We love to see that. I haven't how, heard how, Russell how is, Wilson how is his form on the bear down? Like, do you have the right cadence, the right volume? No, the timing. Okay. His cadence was pretty good. Volume wasn't great, but he's going to work on it. He'll figure it out. Just turning into a leader day by day. Um, I mean, have you, when's the last time you guys had a leader at the quarterback position? Like, ever? Uh, Sid Luckman? Yeah, probably Sid Luckman. My default is Sid Luckman if I don't know. No one's going to test you on that, you know? No one's going to be like, hey, it's well, gonna, it's, it's, it's hard for me. guy. <laughs> Yeah, I can't really speculate on anything before like 1985, and Sid Luckman is the last quarterback I know between like 198 between Jim McMahon and Sid Luckman. I don't know any Chicago Bears quarterbacks. Rightfully so. I don't think anyone. Any, I don't think anyone in the sports media could tell you a single person either. So yeah. So it goes Jim McMahon, freaking Jim Harbaugh. And then you just you, it, it gets ugly real quick. It gets ugly. Yeah, we don't talk about that until Kyler. Anyway, um, <laughs> pretty pumped. Pretty pumped for to see some and uh, the NFL like is gonna have full fans, so that'll be exciting next year for some big games. Oh yeah, 
I'm just excited for some really meaningful NBA playoffs. I mean, I'm just, I feel like I'm not, yeah, this is a whole absolutely. new season because the whole this very season has been so whack, and I've just been have such a little interest because of all the injuries. And I feel like I'm, this is like a whole new season I'm getting to watch. So expect a lot more uh, built out and annoying takes starting next week or the week after, whenever we fucking record. Yeah, for sure. Looking forward to it. And maybe some gambling advice. Who knows? Oh, you love to see that. Yeah. Also, uh, Grizzlies Jazz over over two twenty four. Take it, book it. Two days lock, from now. Lock, lock, lock. All right. Always All right, a good man. one. Same to you. Namaste. Peace out. Go Lakers.